Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome to the comic. Comic. Hello, everybody. This is a show that when you're done listening to us, you don't know why you're sticky. It's the Comic Zone presents Dragon D's Balls. How's it going, guys? You don't know why you're sticky. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, it sticks to me. My boxers feel like paper mache against my thigh right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> so gross. gross. <laughs> like so, you're doing uh, a. Or yeah, that's when you make like how you how you make pinatas, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Wet, wet newspaper. And yeah, or you can make like molds with them. You know, sticks to stuff. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's how the Mexicans icky. get the pen out energy out of them. You know. Ew. <laughs> so this is episode four of Stein's Gate. We're gonna wrap up the sh- the first show. Uh, I don't think we're gonna get into Stein's Gate Zero this time because. I'm lazy and I didn't get around to watching it. Same. Sorry. Dishonor. Right, yeah. I was watching Same. something else. Although I realized I remember way more from it than I realized because um, there was a lot that happens in it that for some reason I was thinking, oh, this is going to happen in our watch through of Steins Gate. And then I had to remind myself that a lot of what I was remembering was, was from the next Yes, year. was from the Same next one though. as well. That happened to me quite a few times. I was Same. like, why? What about this scene? I, I vividly, you know, remember this, and I'm like, oh, that's right. Like, we haven't got there yet. Yep. So before we get into Stein's Gate, though, we just uh, recorded a probably the best episode of the show of the main show that we've ever done with Chelsea. That was a fun one. And yep. Sean and me and Bill, and that that episode just turned out really great. We're on YouTube. Go check it out there and subscribe there, please. Um, we need we need yeah hit the sub button we need more followers on there and it's just better to watch it there i think it is it makes it a lot more fun yeah you wouldn't just listen to porn right you'd want to watch right. it too That's so right. and this is definitely just as interesting as don't porn. be a blind man <laughs> and we all know that i paint the barn you know for our youtube videos so you know i don't let all that effort go to waste you know I almost thought you were saying something dirty there for a second. <laughs> right. <laughs> paint the barn. <laughs> no. I'm like, uh, uh, you want to go paint the barn? Uh, yeah. Uh. Please, please don't turn my, my, my makeup funny into a dirty one. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I'll paint your barn. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know the rules around here, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> Spray gun included. <laughs> wow. Wow. Get your super soaker. <laughs> uh, yeah, d- insert clip from super soaker commercial here. Yeah, right. Old school one. From like the 80s. Dear God. <laughs> Someone with a mullet going, you want to get wet? Right. I made it myself. Oh, yeah, he's if it's the, the dude from the thing. Well, he's got to have like the well, spiked it- hair with the mullet, right? No, yeah. I'm yeah. talking like Vaughn haircut. Is it Kurt Russell? Yeah. Yeah, Kurt Russell mullet from the thing. That's the only acceptable one. I just want his beard. Yeah. That beard is fucking The beard, beautiful. the mullet, the bomber jacket, all of it. Man, it's beautiful. Bomber jackets are cool. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. yeah, they are. All the patches. Would you would you wear a members only jacket? You remember those? Like in the eighties? I was not was alive like in the had... 80s, Mike, okay? I'm not old. <laughs> I think they had zippers all over them. 
my memories of that time were yeah, going through members single cell jacket. division. Yeah, I got to look this I'm up looking now. it up. Yep. Members only. No, I would not. Let me see. Absolutely not. Hold up. Why not? Um, yeah. That's Fuck a, yeah. That's a nice jacket. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. It's preppy AF. Well, Fuck that's yeah. the new style, though. I think they had, they were different back in the day, but maybe not. I want to look oh, like here's Ralph the retro Macchio. One. See yeah, that? exactly. Let me see the retro. There's the retro one. Yeah. It's like a... Dude, fuck yeah. And I'd want it to be like bright yellow, like John Candy's in uh, Home Alone. I'd wear the yeah. retro, the not the new one. Yeah. See, she would like the retro one. Like a <laughs> pink one. Yeah, like that rose gold one. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. That was like rose colored. <laughs> Have you ever seen rose? Yeah. Shit's yeah. delicious, too. Yes, it is. It'll get you drunk. I don't know if It'll I get have you that. No, I have up. had it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I drank like that whole bottle of. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> God, the cat just ran into fucking. I think the fucking Scott's cat Michael. drank a whole bottle of Kamikaze it. Kamikaze into the microphone yeah, right there. Yeah, that cat just went ape shit. Kevin's crazy. <laughs> anyway, so like we said, we're going to talk a little bit. Uh, well, t- finish up Steinsgate this episode. Where, uh, where did we leave off? I think we left off. We were talking about when Moica finds out about Mr. Braun. And, uh, no, we're way farther than that. Were we it farther was, than that? We oh, were to we the got point to where, where uh, Maki say she showed up and was going to tell. Um, yeah, she's Okabe. like, I love you. And then he, she disappears. Yeah, because he, he hit the button. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. I really love the animation right after that, though. I feel like they like captured the fucking, like, just. I don't know, the horrid fucking look of just going through all that shit on its face when it's, like, zoomed up on it. Yeah, like, on a serious note, Kevin is being nuts. (laughs) All right. He's just climbing up on everybody. Um, Swimming in pussy right now. (laughs) 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 On a a serious note, though, and imagine how that would be. You've gone back, how many times did you say, like, 450 times? Somewhere around there, he's... Yep. That was before... They started to fix things is the way. Right, yeah. I kind of took it. Maybe that's, it's like total. It could be the total amount of times that's what that I they think, fucked with things. That's what I'm going to assume, that he he just time hopped in general 450 right. times. I think the most of those times would be him trying to save Mayuri before they realized they had to start undoing and taking all those steps that they did. Right. To where he got to then he realized. And, yeah, and he didn't think about that undoing everything would inevitably take him back to where she's dead. Well, yeah, because if you think about it, we, you know, and I think Scott mentioned this too in the last episode, we all forget that that D-mail, that was the first one when he texted Daru about finding her murdered. You know, we all forget along with Okabe until that realization, and then you're like, oh, no. Like, she has to die because she doesn't. Mayuri ended up, I, I think, essentially be you know being that one constant point, and so now you're just you're stuck in this horrible situation where I think we all you love Mayuri, and we love Makase Kurisu as well. I think you end up falling in love with both characters, and it's it's so hard because you don't want them to have to choose between the two of them. Right, but if you had to, who would you guys? Mayuri. I mean, Makase. In the okay, in the sake of like putting things to right, you would have to make the choice to let her die. 
But we find out that he doesn't necessarily have to do that. It seems that way. Mm-hmm. But um, it, she wasn't never actually dead, though. If you think about it. Like, when he saw her in the first episode, that was, he had already gone back. He had already yeah. staged her death. But he thought she was, though, and that was... Which, by the way, that's how you inevitably get around um, to... Like, so he, like we said, he hits the button. She's about to say, I love you. (laughs) And he's horrified and all depressed. And then... Then Suzaha comes back again. And he doesn't have to necessarily do anything with the time machine to save her. Like, he's still... Like, so he's not really changing anything at all. He's doing what he always did. Which is interesting because, yeah, when uh, he is successful in that final attempt, he even sees, you know, his previous self and he's like, good luck to you. It's going to be a rough three weeks of, you know, your whole entire life. Well, and he does have to give it two tries, right? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. the first try, she actually does die, and right. he. Yeah, and you know. I love the big twist of because you have sitting over his head, who killed her, right? Right. And then you find out he did, and it's yep. like, oh my by lord, mi- by mistake. Because come to find out, the guy giving the lecture at this hall that they're at is her is her dad is her estranged this father. Is, this that is the guy that she's father. been talking to on the phone, and. All of that. And this is the guy that Okabe was arguing with mm-hmm. at the very beginning of yes, the first episode. Yeah, heckling him during this lecture. And he had no idea, you know, who this guy was to her, you know. And he's mm-hmm. so prideful and full of ego that he takes, her, she tries to meet up with him in a broom closet or some shit. That's kind of weird. Couldn't just. <laughs> Well, I, I, I think she up. was just trying to, like, pull him aside somewhere right. outside of the lecture, you know, because where else was she going to find him? Right. Um, um, and then he tries to steal her shit and claim that it's his because she wouldn't have got there without his help. And she has essentially at this point, you know, she eventually explains to Okabe that, you know, her father is brilliant and a scientist and she is herself. And then she ends up, even by high school age... She far surpasses her father in accomplishments. And by that point, he starts to resent her and hate her because he doesn't believe that his daughter should be outshining him. And he feels like she is humiliating him. Yes, Which, how fucked a, up is that? That is very fucked you know up. I when mean? you th- Their whole relationship is really janked when you, you know, think about it. You know what it. that is? Is deep down, he knows he's a hack. Yeah. And yeah. That, that she's the actual genius and he can't abide with the fact that she is smarter than him yeah when When he he, when he has such an ego about his intellect well and he used to be the big shot scientist that everybody knew and revered and respected but then eventually (coughs) that kind of passed on to his daughter and he couldn't handle that that she was you know more, more more famous in the scientific world than he was it's like scott said you know every one of these uh characters have a tortured past yeah. you know Mm-hmm. yep well and everything in the first episode matters and that's why while it is hard to get into the show by the time you get to the end 
and you see how all the pieces it fit just it all go, comes full circle it and it's a, a great feeling you described it as tight like it is there are zero wasted moments in this entire show everything matters every yeah. single scene matters one thing i wanted to ask hmm? what was with the locusts Oh, the cicadas! Like, like here, or yeah, the, the cicadas. Like the whole time, you just hear them. Uh, to be honest with you, um, probably more than anything, I think it's just to give a sense of because uh, it's the same things happening over and over. Well, that I mean, I mean, look at cicadas' own lifestyles, right? They are out, they do their thing, and then they go back into the ground for seventeen years and then come out again. And all, you know, they're very oh. cyclical in their lifestyle. So the amount of time during the show they shouldn't have been there. Oh, it, they, they a, well, they would have been because he's jumping through time. But that's the only reason they're there consistently. Is you're hearing the same sounds every single time. It's not like. Yeah, does well, that, does a, that make sense? A little bit, and it's a droning, buzzing kind of sound. I could see how that would get to your con- your con- mental constitution after a while. It's kind of like right. people who have tinnitus and their where their ears are always ringing, and it really can affect some people in their mental health quite significantly. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so you think that's what it's for? Is just to give you a little bit of anxiety as, and the, discomfort. as the viewer? Yeah. Yeah, probably. I think so. That's pretty genius. Mm-hmm. Little little mental uh, fuckery they're doing there, just to put a little. God, I feel like they it. fuck with you mentally constantly in that show, especially all the M Night Shyamalan like twists and turns of yeah. like you finding out who's involved and why and what their role to play. Because I mean, even Mr. Braun, you know, in the beginning, we all think he's just this grumpy, bald-headed dude that runs this. Electronic, yeah, they this, live over. yeah, this store, and then you come to find out that he plays such a huge role in in a lot of the goings on, and them losing the IBN and Moica being involved, and and I remember just being so so shocked when that was revealed the first time I watched. It was it. a good twist. Yeah. You're like, oh damn! I was like, oh shit, because li- like we said, literally well, you don't every see it coming at all. You don't yeah. literally every character, even like Moica. Even with her, I thought that she was sketchy, you know, but I was like, well, maybe she just really is that socially awkward. But then when she's the one that shoots my Yuri, I was like, um, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> like all these characters are so important that don't seem that way at all during the first half. They just seem like, you know, kind of the supporting ones that help move the story along. And they're all driven by pain. Every yep. single one of them. Yep. yep. Well, and if you watch carefully, they do give you little tells and signs. They do, but like, you don't realize it till you later. You see her as the killer, and maybe you'd miss her flinching before she pulls the trigger. Like you could tell she doesn't like necessarily want to do this. Mm-hmm. Well, but and I was. Oh, she feels obligated. To, like she has to. I made a very good comparison about her to Vince. She reminds me of Android Sixteen. How his only mission is to kill Goku and anything else he like he's not going to hurt you or harm you and that's how I feel about Moica that even though yes she seemed like this cold-blooded killer I don't think she would hurt anybody unless FB asked her to I think that's yeah. the only other than that I don't think she is this cold-blooded calculated murderer you know and and I really thought about that later with it just cuz at first I hated her when I watched the show I just 
She was one of the characters I couldn't stand the most. I was like, I hate this socially awkward, stupid bitch that killed my favorite character, yada, yada. And, until I thought about it later, you know, and, you know, you, you think about their loneliness more and what they all go through and their desperation for just some kind of connection. And so I like at the very end when they make it all happy that she's working for him at the store and actually like, I think starting to try to live more of a normal life, you know, versus just hiding in your room behind a screen all the time. Yeah. It shows a little healing. Yeah. And, and the, the, the show kind of takes that turn at the end there. Once he figures out that he could save her life. Um, and then you get a nice little happy ending where they are together and profess their love. And it's actually really kind of a beautiful thing well, and because I... of everything that he went through, I mean, to get to that point when what's funny is, is he would, uh, he wouldn't, the only thing that would, he would have, he he would have missed out on. If he would have never sent the first text. Oh, wait, no. She would have died for real if he never sent the first yep. text. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, dude. It's all full circle. It's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, so it now is, it... that it's over, how do you feel about it? I love it. I mean, I like, it it's amazing, like, right? Like it's I said, so great. If you listen to me on the first episode, I'm just like, kind of like, okay, like, what the fuck are we? <laughs> yeah. But yep. yeah, it's a great, it's really a great sh- show. It's very well done. It's, a ma- it's very emotional. Honestly, a masterpiece as far um, as perfectly written stories go. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think they it... do really well with the time travel thing. I think they try to explain as much of it as possible and tie up as many loose ends as possible and not make it this weird, I think, kind of convoluted thing by the end of it. And I think that is what's beautiful about it. But... Coming full circle and you getting thrown in the middle of it is you get all of the explanation and kind of come around to the end and it all makes sense. And then it all gets worked out and... And that's kind of the beauty. It, it turns into chaos, and he's able to rein that chaos back in and right things and come out on top by the end. I know. Not unscathed, though. I mean, when you well, really no, think mental, about it. I, it. It has affected him mentally, but I think uh, riding the ship, so to speak, and uh, gaining love at the end of it um, would have helped him to heal those wounds in his mind i think so too with with kurisu being alive mayuri being alive they can finally put it to rest and move on now that her father's paper it was destroyed you know and everything like that i think they can finally move on and this means the time machine never existed right they fixed it yeah there's not going to be world war three world war three yeah like suzaha you know her mission's accomplished you know she finally did did. okay did they ever explain why um what's the red-haired chick's name which one is she makase kurisu yes christina how did they ever explain why she was going to be like this evil person in the future I think she was coerced into it. I think it's like ba- she was forced into it. Yeah. They, oh, so that's when they kicked in and kidnapped everybody and killed 
That's my, what they. Were, that's ultimately what so they were going to do. Yeah. So they they would. That's when she would have been taken and forced into forced that. into working for CERN and so and then Deku. That was his name, right? Daru. Daru. Deku. No, that's on uh, My Hero Academia. Yeah. Well, what's interesting? Uh, oh, go ahead. He creates that time machine, right? But he doesn't do that for CERN. No, that was no. something he did. It was for Suzuha. So did he escape and was able to do they, that? They were. They are part of a underground resistance um, that you will see more of in Steins Gate Zero. Because funny enough, in the timeline where Makise dies, right in the original timeline, uh, before he sends the text, World War Three still happens because Doctor Nakabachi's lecture gets captured by Russia. Right, it was it, her paper that he had right. is captured in Russia. So you have World War Three where all the countries duke it out to make a time machine and the other timeline where makise lives cern is the one who gets the time machine and kidnaps her and forces her and uh so the world war three happens in either timeline no matter what choice okabe would make so steinsgate as the as that third timeline is the one where both ends are averted yeah where he made the happy ending but when we so you're speaking of daru and one thing that I wanted to point out about him, because um, we were all talking about people being able to read Steiner on certain levels, he is the only character that I noticed throughout the show that doesn't ever remember anything. The only one. Because eventually at the end... Yeah, he has to be told everything. Exactly. He is literally... I think, you know, we've t- me and Vince have talked about that we think Mayuri is completely on the same level as um, Okabe. I think she has remembered... I don't. I think she is. I think she's the only one, but I think it's because she's sensitive to him. Well, and on top of that, too, just going through all the deaths and when she's talking to her grandma's grave, you know, she's like, it's like a nightmare, but it's so real. You she know? remembers yeah, every but, single uh, one vividly. of them. I took that as like she was having dreams. She's having dreams about. That's why I disagree. Uh, I don't think it's still it's the same I think thing. she thinks they're dreams, but they're you know her they're well, yeah, her memories of course, of course. though. It's but like, he's the only one doing it consciously. He's consciously recalling. She is not because if she were, she would instantly know every time a timeline changes as well. But she doesn't, and, she, and that's doesn't. never demonstrated. See, I think I, she does though because she tells Kirisu at one point that all the time it feels like he's getting further and further away and i know that they're probably meaning that emotionally but i take that as a deeper meaning that she's aware i feel like i have an explanation for the dreams though because throughout the show she makes a point to tell everybody that she doesn't know what's going on scientifically so if she is remembering those memories to her, the only way she could possibly explain it in a way that makes sense to her is dreams. She right. wouldn't be thinking on the level of Okabe or Well, Kirisu. yeah, you would describe yeah. it well, as... But the reason why I don't think she's doing it consciously and why I That's what I, I was going to say. I think it's a Well, I was going to say because he asks her, who's uh, lab member 004? And she goes, ha, huh, there isn't one. So, right. I mean, she could consciously recall, like him, she would know instantly what he's saying, but she doesn't. And so she that would disproves call, that she idea. she would call it out and everybody else would be like, no, You know what, what I think about? it is, though, because we, we also talked about this, too, especially the part where he goes and talks to Ferris and she starts kind of having those weird, almost like shifts. I think that all of them are doing like, that. Well, at, no, at and I think once he talks to them, though, I think they were always aware that this wasn't like the real world that they were originally from. You know what I mean? That it was all like, I don't know. I almost kind of 
compared it to like the Matrix. You know what I mean? That like not until he talks to them. Well, that's why I'm saying it's subconscious because when you think about it, if it was on a conscious level, they would instantly know it, right? But he has to kind of prod yeah, you just and kinda poke see them to get them to remember. You just kind of see just... that something's weird, and then you, uh, and like so th- that's what the Mandela effect is, right? Is that yeah. you're like, oh, that's kind of weird. I kind of remember being a little different, but you don't exactly know where that's coming from. Like uh, so, the dreams you you would call them dreams if you were like sleeping and you were seeing these yourself die over and over. You'd be like, "I'm having these horrible nightmares," but you don't know how to describe it, even if it is just sub- you subconsciously remembering things. Well, and I'm still really curious as to why Daru is the only one that doesn't remember anything. Because I feel like because since he doesn't have to send a email or doesn't really skip around. Yeah, he doesn't change anything for him. Yeah, Yeah. nothing really changes like for him, you know, kind of like Ferris or. That's a good point. Yeah, his whole he doesn't do anything that that remains like a constant. He doesn't have a favor to ask like there's. I, Nothing like that. I was going to say, I also had an interesting thought that just popped in my head. What if we bring Freud into it? Daru, it would be the closest one still kind of in that id phase of more of a, you know, kind of a carnal, not really in the ego or superego phase of mental development. But whereas, obviously, someone like Okabe is much higher up on that superego level. Same with Kurisu and the like. So maybe the... Um, less developed they are the less inclined they are to fully like yeah he's kind of off in his own world he's not yeah exactly yeah very avoided even though he's very yeah he's very smart and everything he's still like he lives on like his internet harem and goes to his like little maid cafes and kind of lives in these like fantasy worlds yeah you're right i mean yeah maybe he wouldn't notice shit i'll say maybe he is kind of shut off to that reading steiner then because he's in a fantasy well he's sitting there at a computer screen nothing really changes much for him anyway yeah right that's true whereas everybody else's lives are drastically changed by the emails that they do end up sending speaking of that do you think okabe and ferris fooled around because i totally do i think i think they had fun that night and that's why in the morning she's like, let's just keep this between us. I'm like, dude, she wouldn't just say that about the a hug. hug. The night before, she's like, let me just be vulnerable. I know. I'm like, they totally <laughs> fucked. And that's why the next morning she's like, I just want to keep this between I us. I just got to wash your love off me. But weren't they arguing about being virgins after that, though? Like he kind of like, or was that before they had the hug night? I think that was before. Before they had the, it might have been after, but Okabe didn't actually say that he was. Moxie admitted she was. Right. He never. She just assumed that he was. But I'm just saying. Well, and by undoing all of the emails, Okabe has to get some form of like intimacy with them. All of them. Every single one of them. Some form of it. Even with Ruka, even though it's weird, but that him like making her swing the fucking sword. He's got that riz, bro. You know, (laughs) and she hugs him from behind, too. And then, I mean, he wrestles around with Moika and kisses her and stuff. He's got to get. He's got to get a little physical with all of them. Boy's got game. Whether it's natural or forceful, that motherfucker's getting it. (laughs) (laughs) Even with this. A dude. Yeah. And a dude. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) (laughs) A dude. A dude. (laughs) (laughs) So, one thing we didn't talk about 
much was just the development of the time machine over the course of the show. So initially you get the microwave and that's how they're sending like the messages back in time. And then they work out the, uh, well, I guess we'll call it the consciousness time machine. Right. You're able to send your mind back in time. And then you get to see the future time machine that Daru creates. Um, and that is capable of sending somebody physically through time. Yeah. Right. And at first Which it's is, only backwards in time, but then towards the end it's also Yeah, when they come when she comes back yep. the last time that, that ship is fully fleshed out and that makes sense because he wouldn't have been under duress to make it. Right. Um, he wouldn't have been in a resistance. He would have had full time to work yeah, out more the time. Yeah. He even put an extra seat in there. You can move forward yeah. or back in time. It's like I he love... built that one in comfort and was able to really, really make it the best it could be. Exactly. And I love the smart ass comment Suzaha has towards Daru with that, where she's like, do you really think the inventor would leave out a back seat? <laughs> Cause he's a perv, you know, and he, yeah. he all blushes like, oh. <laughs> Isn't it crazy how fucking genius that guy is? He right. seems like a fucking idiot. He yeah. does. They very much make him seem like a meathead, but he's not, though. Yeah, he's. Well, I think the reason why he no longer is by the point when he invents a time machine is because is people are dying. <laughs> like, World War Three has happened. But in the future, I, I get what you're saying, mm-hmm. but then why would he still create it and make it better in a timeline there where there's peace? Well, we don't actually see him make it in a timeline where there's peace because there's no time machine that comes from the Steins Gate world line. Like, even... Wait, wait, I thought the one that was all fully worked out and, like, the better version was from a peaceful future. No. And that you'll see, from, you'll see that, that from one of the okay. That you'll see that in Steins Gate because there would be no point in the Steins Gate world. So who's line. his fucking wife? Oh, you'll find <laughs> out in Steins Gate Zero. Yeah, you do. It's not yeah. fucking Ferris. No, it's no. not. It's nobody that it, you see in want, Steins Gate. They want you to think it's Ferris. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Um, if you have questions about what does their world look like, you'll get to see that. I I very much compare it to a like a Goku Black type apocalyptic world is what they end up yeah, like, like, kind of like an underground trunks. yeah like yeah. trunks is you know that's what it's i picture too well and that's yeah. who that's the okabe that sends him that video message at mm. the end that's the one from the zero timeline who who's, figured out how to do it yeah he, he because he ultimately failed but then year i think god it's what like how many years later because they're all older you like know he, well he he sends him that message from 2036 yeah. yeah. So it's been, yeah, it's like 20 years later. So they're all in like, the, you know, their late 30s, early 40s. 40s. Yeah. And he finally, in his 40s, figured out how like, he could save Makase Kurisu. I, I mean, it took him that long to, from failure. Just to figure out how to fake her death. Yeah, just how to kind of fudge <laughs> it. And Well, he didn't even know if that would work, you know, in a way. Yeah, fair it enough. It was only a guess, you know, because, I mean, who, how many times did he, oh, I guess we find out. He didn't think out. about that, though, and... But he didn't he try multiple times with her? Probably. Like he did with um, Mayuri? No. He didn't? No, in Steins Gate Zero, he stabs her, he comes back, goes, I'm responsible for her death, and fucking snaps. And he's just like, I'm done. I'm not doing this again. So we don't His get PTSD that second try. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it's when you don't get the second try. 
Yeah. Yep. It's the timeline where he failed and had to live with that failure and all the mental health repercussions well, that come he, with it. Well, he already knew that going, just trying to go back through time the way he did with my Erie, it would all end the same way no matter what. So going and, and giving up and going, I guess there's nothing I can do makes sense. Yeah. Because in his mind, there was nothing he could correct to, to fix it. Like every other time... He had a a D mail to reverse or something like that. One of the right. messages to correct things to get to the point where Myri didn't have to die. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Yeah, it's the timeline. I mean, this is a fucking crazy, well written show. Like all it is the mental reasoning behind you know all of it. I mean, it all. Well, just how emotional it gets to you, I'd say, even by the second half. Like, I feel like I can't get through a single episode without getting, like, choked up or teary-eyed, you know, like, over the shit that's happening because you it gets so heavy so fast. And you you have so much shit happening, you know, when Mr. Braun shoots himself, when he shoots... Moica, you that see, that shit's crazy. Uh, it and it's is. heavy because you know he's got a daughter and shit too. I know, and she's yeah. sitting there at home, like had made him breakfast and stuff, and you're just like, oh my he's god. He's like, oh yeah, there's one way I can save her, blammy. Well, yeah, yeah. And think about all the different people that Okabe and Kirisu, both of them watched die. You know, like, I mean, just just think about that, and and I mean, I guess maybe not her so much, but. Him living with all those memories of like, even though they're still alive now, he still saw horrific things happen to them and has to live with that. Yeah, I'm you know? sure you wouldn't have nightmares for the rest of your life. I'm you sure would, you would need you some would hardcore see, therapy for you the rest of your life. You would a lot of that over and over you again. Would, you would have severe yeah. PTSD mm-hmm. from Fuck that, yeah, like you bad. You'll see that in Zero. You'll see him going to therapy and stuff like that because um, Zero starts six months after he gives up. Yeah. Well, I mean, and how do you go to therapy for something like, like, you, right? Like, I mean, what therapist would know how to handle that situation? Or believe you, you know? Yeah, you yeah, be yeah. It's oh, be like I was time traveling go. and I fucked up and now I'm <laughs> fucked up. Can you help they me? They put you in a pad. They'd be like, okay, room. crazy. Yeah. Right, they'd be like, you're going to a mental institute. Like, yeah. I can't help you, yeah. <laughs> you know? To Arkham Asylum you go. Yeah, I will say, though, one thing I do appreciate about the show is it doesn't shy away from the darkness, the mental health, like just how dark mm-hmm. and fucked up the situation is. It never really tries to shy away from it. It will still have some lighthearted moments to balance it out a little bit, but it never shies away from truly just how dire and dark things really well, are. Well, and I like how you see the kind of descent from... Okabe going from the silly mad scientist dude to just becoming more and more serious and and losing that facade because of how dire the situation is and just what his life is becoming at that point you know he can't he can't keep up the walls anymore you know it's just it's constantly cracking and breaking for him well and it it's all um almost a story of him losing that innocence Yes, yeah. the innocence of playing mad and, scientist yeah, with his was, friends. And then right. when we, they were fucking around, he didn't know that Daru was this motherfucking mad genius that could They didn't know they were going to do anything. Make a fu- yeah, that's what he says at one point when they got him uh, tied up in the car and they're going to go kill Myuri when, in one of the times he tries to change shit. Yep. 
he's like nothing was supposed to happen we were fucking around like just take the motherfucking time exactly and so you really get to see a lot of that like loss of innocence you know uh on his end you know he breaks from it there for a while at the end you know he's just fucking snaps and he's like that shit's for child you know children like this is, you know, he's, he's like, this oh, is yeah. real life now. Well, yeah. Like, this isn't yeah. fun and games He drops anymore. that shit completely towards the yep. end. Yeah. The Hyoi and Kiyoma shit. He's like, yeah, no, Sokabe. Yep. <laughs> you know, and it's pretty sobering, too. Like, when you realize well, that change in him, you know? Him going from a kid to a man. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he is, how old would he be in the show? I know that, like. 18. That's what I thought. He's 18, so is Kirisu. How old is Daru? Same age. Yeah, that's what I thought. They're all like 18, and it's like they're still kind of on that cusp of like, they're, you know, you'd say they're like legal adults or whatever, but they're still kind of just young kids. Yeah, they're play- still fucking kids. No yeah, one knows still- at 18 who they are, where exactly. they're going. Exactly, and then they, they all get thrown into such adult situations and these hard life choices that... They shouldn't have had to in the first place. And I think, to, I don't even think you know who you are until you're in your 30s. I mean. Shit, I didn't even feel like I started figuring out who I was until like late 20s, like yeah. 26, 27. Well, that's because and your brain isn't fully developed until you're like 24, 25. Yeah, I think it's like 25, yeah. It's so, I mean, it is kind of weird that, I mean, you know, you allow kids to you know, drink at 21 and shit. It's yep. like if you really were trying to, you know, the the actual legal age should be probably be like 25 because you're not, that's when you're probably making your best well, choices, but also life experience and fucking up and making mistakes also molds you into a smarter person like mm-hmm. uh, and, and that wiser adult. Yeah. At the same time, so... Well, and this is unrelated, but I think society, by and large, is doing a horrible job of preparing kids to succeed. Oh, I yeah. think most kids are getting set up for failure. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. By well, the age of 18, you're expected to also make the decision of if you want to go fight for your country or not. Yeah, you know, that's go crazy. Go die for your country in yeah. war. Well, a lot of times yep. you don't get to choose. Right. So yeah. A lot of countries, you just have to join the military, uh whether you want to or not. And by the way, you have to sign up for the draft when you turn 18. Yeah, yep. if you don't, yeah, it'd be bad. It's not about like your mental age. It's about if you're able-bodied or not, you know? Yep. Right, exactly. You're a, you're a, a fucking pack horse. Well, and I think mm-hmm. that's why so many, you know, younger, you know, men, women, whatever, have also snapped, you know, when they're going through boot camp or just, you know, being put in that situation, you know, you are 18 years old. I was young and dumb and stupid at 18 years old. There is, like, I know for myself, like, there is no way I, I would have been able to deal with, with that kind of situation. I think I think some people are able to, but uh, I th- there's also a huge half, though, that they're not. You know, I don't think you're, you're capable of that at that age of making those kind of tough decisions, you know, and you're also expected to, do you want to go to college? Do you want to have a career? What do you want to be the rest of yeah, your well, life? You know, you and have it's to like vote for your country's leader. Well, and check it out. Yeah. Like you, like you said, I mean, imagine you, your entire life experience up to the point to the, 
you go to the military and then go to war has been sitting in your fucking house playing video games with your friends and you're not you all of a sudden you're seeing the realest shit ever you don't yeah. you that don't would break know. that would break anyone and so your point about the ptsd mm-hmm. and just like that makes that is absolutely true you have zero experience in any kind of like struggle maybe i mean a lot of underprivileged people uh go into the military and so maybe they've seen shit on the streets and shit and those are probably the guys that do the best to be honest well and i think you know depending too as you're growing up like i know some kids you know they come from harder walks of life tougher backgrounds you know we all grow up differently but i also think too if if you aren't a kid like that like say like i was that you just grow up you you know, hanging out with you your were friends. Homeschooled and stuff, and right? I was guys, homeschooled too. Were... Yes, I was. However, like we still we had lots of friends. We took, you know, like karate classes and ballet classes. We were still social and out there and stuff. But even I think still people I know like me that, you know, we just we had fun in school and did our things and our parents didn't really force us to have like jobs or anything like that. And so by the time I think we hit 18 and actually saw what the real culture world, shock. it is culture shock. Like I even remember telling Vince that, you know, we, we moved in together. I want to say when we were like 20, 21 and stuff. And I even remember telling him like, I really don't feel like I was prepared for the actual adult world. Just like what your brother just said. Yeah. Yep. Like well, it's if, not, Anything on your parents? I'm sure they did an amazing job. No, yeah, job, they they did the best they could, and I and know you they... guys probably had a better education than somebody that went. We through do, and I don't school. even blame homeschooling on that because I even have friends, you know, that we've talked about it that were like, you know, high school, you know, they didn't prepare us for shit. We didn't know anything about taxes or buying a home or important things they, that they you don't. that they don't teach you. They're like, you need to know math. And, and, you know, world histories and stuff, which, okay, which cool, yes, it's too, important, but, but we need to know how practical. to do our taxes. We need to know the process of buying a house, of insurance, of all these things that when I got out into the real world and, like, got my own place and stuff and even having bills and everything, I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, there's not a pay in bills class. There's not a no, or how do you go? Class. How do you go get a car loan? How yeah. do you go get a house well, loan? They don't, like, take, they don't teach you practical skills. Life skills. Or, for when or you, by the way, even, like, a trade. So yeah. if uh, I was lucky enough that or, or smart enough that when I went through high school, I... Started out in junior high, I took like metal shop and wood shop. Yeah, and Vince I made sure took to, welding and, and stuff. I made, but when I got into high school and I made the decision that I was going to weld after high school, so I made sure to take every single welding class and I like was really good. Like I was really good at it. So I was like, okay. Um, and then I started like being a teacher's assistant and shit and like teaching the helping teach the class with them and shit and then by the time i got out and went to one of the companies here uh and st- uh went in to start welding for them they were fucking blown the fuck away about how like how well i could do my welds but i took it that seriously and i well yeah you I had the plan- drive for I it i planned to do it like and i was Dude, smart in that way i didn't even know how to cook shit when when I moved out on my own either. I could make like breakfast and maybe like a few other very basic things and that was it. Like, but but you know what's <laughs> fucked up? Nobody pushed me to do that. That was just me. Right. 
like it, that that's the problem is they're not like we need to you have to pick a like and that I think that the sucks. problem is too is we're too we try to protect kids and now granted i think obviously like younger kids like yes you you do want to protect them from a lot of the goings on in the world but i think even in high school and stuff you do you have a lot of these parents that just i want my kids to have it easier than i did i just want to keep them protected yada yada but you're setting them up for failure in the long run to be functioning adults i'm fucking guilty of that too i try i like i'm like afraid to let my kids go out and just run off and play like I used to when I was a kid. My yeah, parents, like our parents would let us walk just, everywhere, go play, yeah, do kick, your thing. My mom would lock the fucking door. She would yeah. kick us out of the house <laughs> and be like, bye. If you're thirsty, the hose is right there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? There's no fucking way. My kids are out of my sight. And I'm like, well, I'm like freaking out. You're like, oh, God, I'm where like, are where they? Where the fuck are they? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm fucking just as guilty as anybody else. But I think it's a lot to do with. The amount of information that we get these days about how fucked up the world is, and then you're just that like, is true. We have way more access. Our parents, you know, they had the news on television and the newspapers. They didn't have access on their phones to look up everything going on yeah, right away in the world. You know, information overload. Exactly, which I think definitely puts a lot of fear in people as well and, yeah. and definitely people use that to their motherfucking advantage like posting videos Amen. incite fucking division and get people me and scott were just talking about this before you guys got here yep right yeah it's like it's so easy to manipulate uh algorithms and shit and force in videos that create division and pe- like they prey on your fucking uh your beliefs and then they make sure to sick you on the fucking, you know, the other person. Well, and I was going to say, do you think all of our access to this information has what's caused like such division? Because I feel like people didn't used to be so much this way. Like we were able to talk and have discussions without getting pissed at one another or thinking, you know, somebody is, you know, a bigot or just against you in general kind of thing. Like, we weren't so... It wasn't such a black and white thing where either we we hate you because you don't believe what we do or we love you because you do. People are a lot easier right now to tie their identity to things like politics, um, to sexual preferences, to even down to, you know, shit, the kind of cat or dog they get. Um, yeah, their religion, their what what name brand they like to wear exactly. all the time. It's, you know, everybody is. Whereas back before, you know, people had to have more of an identity of themselves. You know, they didn't they didn't tie their identities as much. It was as more people t- do today. You it know? Yeah, it was more live and let live, man. Exactly. exactly. People just lived their lives, went about doing what they needed to do for them, for their families. It, we weren't so much, I think, also tied into everybody's bullshit like we are with social media. Everybody shares everything. And so I think we all think we have a right to put our nose in their business because they share it with us. And, you know, I think that that's also an issue. Yep. I just unplugged my headphones. <laughs> Wait, like, and you took my ashtray. Running around trying to grab shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, shit's fucked up. And uh, it, I think that's a point you were trying to make on the last one about just technology 
uh, being to our detriment. I mean, it obviously is to our benefit, but also it can be used obviously to really tear things down in a really kind of shitty way and like turn people against each other. And it creates this like, especially like social media and shit. Yes. Well, yeah. Like she was saying, you know, before our parents, the only way they were able to get into news and shit like that, they had the choice of, they had to turn on the TV and change it to that channel or radio. Whereas today, you know, you don't really have a choice. If you're even just scrolling on any kind of social media platform today, those articles and things like that are going to uh, come up in your scroll. Political yep. shit, trans shit, all the shit. All of it. Everything is going to come up and maybe you agree with it, maybe you don't. And they guarantee most people are going to end up commenting and giving their little two cents. And that's going to piss off this guy. And then they're going to comment and back. And it's like, and when everybody's did we? Part apple shot bay on pizza. Well, and for instance, <laughs> exactly, I was scrolling through Facebook the other day. And they've been doing this for a couple years now. But when you're scrolling on there, there will be just like some kind of random article or something, you know, that will say uh, for you or we think you might enjoy this. And I haven't liked like anything political on my Facebook. I don't give a shit. Yet still, there was some kind of like hard liberal like article that popped up that's like, you might enjoy this. And I was like, I there's nothing on my Facebook that would indicate, you know, they're, like they're yeah. just spitballing. They're just trying exactly. to figure out where you were at. They have all of us pegs. They're gonna be like, oh, here's where they are on the political spectrum. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whether whether you're per- political or not like per se i mean you still have opinions and then you might like or choose to scroll past something and that'll give them enough information right there yep right. It, yep it dude it's even when i was like and this isn't even political but just stupid shit you know like there was one time that a friend and i at work we were talking we were talking about different like shows and conventions in Vegas and stuff. And like, yeah, like that would be like, it'd be fun to go down sometime and, you know, stay there and do all this. And we were just talking about it. I hadn't Googled anything, hadn't looked up anything. And then I went on like Instagram like a half hour later and started getting fed ads for Las Vegas hotels. i shit you not weird or when i was into like all like the marvel stuff and watching the movies i even if i wasn't googling stuff on my phone i was getting fed ads constantly especially for like loki and here's a funny story about that so i at one point was thinking about getting like a drawing tablet didn't post anything about it was only had Thought, like I didn't t- talk to anyone about it, anything like that. I messaged this guy that I knew had recently bought one. So I privately messaged him on Facebook. Yep. Used face- Facebook Messenger, asked him about it, instantly started getting ads for the same tablet that he told me to check out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's why I always say like I'll be talking about wanting something, and I'll be like, "Hey, hey, FBI agent, like, are you on it? Like, are you, are you going to get these algorithms? <laughs> did, like, did Tavis and me? I ever tell you uh, the story about? So there was one time I was up in Newcastle with my buddy Tavis, right? 
And we, this was back in the days of the PS3, and we were looking for a Wi-Fi network, and there was a legitimate Wi-Fi network that was called FBI Surveillance Van. Oh, I see that. <laughs> I, I, dude, I see that on the regular, like, um, I, you can literally get on anybody's Wi-Fi or start searching no matter where you are, and you're going to see something like that almost Probably uh, at least 50% of the time, you know what I mean? Yeah. People are just do that to be dicks. Oh, I know. It's funny. It's super... But, uh, but as a kid, you're probably like, ooh. Oh, Jay. I always think of the episode of that 70s show where they all get high and the van's outside and they're all just freaking out that the government's watching them and just losing their minds. Man, don't we miss the old glory days where we could just go kill barbarians for the glory of Rome? You know, life oh, was simpler. Speaking <laughs> of shit like that, I've been watching this show called Primal. Okay. And it's on Adult Swim. It's about this like so at first episode this caveman or he's like a Neanderthal or like something so he's not Homo sapien. You know what I mean? Booga booga. Yeah, he's one, he's basically a caveman or separated by whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking, <clears throat> the show is not historically accurate, I'm sure, because <laughs> he's a caveman. No way. He, fucking these dinosaurs, <laughs> so there's dinosaurs and shit, too. Yeah, <laughs> during no. the Ice Age. Have yeah. you seen it? No, but I just think you guys funny. should watch it. I think you would. Is I it watched, the animated one? I yes. looked at the okay. trailer earlier it's... after you and I talked, and yeah, I have seen like I don't know, maybe I've seen advertisements for it when it came out in 2019. Just... But it looks fucking dope. The trailer had him like beating a mammoth to death in the With eye. The rock. rock. It's got Tom Kenny <laughs> as one of the voices. All I would hear is SpongeBob. Oh, well, I know, no, right? listen. Most of the show has zero dialogue. Interesting. So all the sounds you're hearing are like the dinosaur fucking roaring and then him fucking Arr! like he doesn't talk. Well, ever. Well, he could also argue um, you ru- he runs into other other civilizations and shit that talk but they're speaking in other languages and they never give you subtitles. Mm. And if they do talk, they only say a word or two, and that's it. Heathen, demon, burn him. White devil, white devil. Dude, <laughs> it's a fucking good show. Um, You guys should watch it. It's fucking... But, and brutal as fuck, too. Like you said, he fucking yeah. bashes that mammoth's head in with a rock, and that's not even the... Because there's, like, full-on, like, war battle scenes where Dude, I do, like, brutality in where shows, hot. animated or not. I oh, well, you'll love this shit. I know it. That's why I'm, like, hardcore into shows like Invincible and The Boys and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I very much... Or, you know, we just went and saw the new John Wick, you know. I Fantastic. It was great. Was I... It? Yes. I love the gory crazy just over the top violence that's why i'm such a tarantino every fan as well. death in that film is like a mortal combat finisher did you read any berserker no i haven't i do okay. have the first well, issue. i have i have a bunch of it if you want to borrow it and sh- by the way i gotta show you guys my comics yes before you leave today okay i've been yeah. fucking meaning to do that for a while now i got some we only books, started man. this what last june and i think you were talking to me about yeah <laughs> I, I never fu- i'm just like by the way it's april so yeah yeah just so year. y'all are aware um but that shit's brutal as hell too nice. so and if they turn that into a movie series or some animated thing like invincible it'll be dope either way 
Yeah, I want to read them too. I've heard interesting things I think about with them. Keanu Reeves behind it, it almost inevitably becomes a movie or some something. Well, yeah, I mean, it's Keanu, and let's face it, we all love him. Yes, we do. For President Keanu Reeves. Although yes, Chelsea made a point that I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're you're actually kind of right. The John Wick films are perfect for Keanu Reeves, and I feel like there's a reason why there's not very many scenes he talks in because he his acting is just kind of not good. How fucking dare you? I, hey, okay. watch Dracula no. and tell me that's a valid English <laughs> okay. accent. Here's the thing. It's, I think Keanu can do good. He is the same guy. There's certain movies, though, like he's the in. The Matrix and John Wick are perfect. I don't care. I love We every still love movie him, though. Yeah, Here's we the still thing. We don't him. care. I mean, yeah. even Well, in Bill like, and Ted as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If he's not like playing someone that's like in a deep fucking sci-fi cybernetic world killer or an assassin or a fucking stoner, yeah, he, I don't he, know though. <laughs> he he has done some amazing chick flicks. He did Sweet November. He did Chances, uh, not Chances. Are sorry, because he's so tender. In he great, is. He's so like, sweet and even adorable. In the greatest movie ever made, Point Break. Uh, I love him. You gotta and- go down, Bodie. But, People trusted you and they died. But see, I'm still I looking at him. I'm looking at like the rejects, uh Speed. Speed's another one where I feel like he's iffy in. Where he's like, Okay, all right, so the bus has to stay over sixty miles. And you're like, What the fuck, dude? Like uh, would you be a little a, bit more uh, I've watched that movie in the theater. He's very stoic. Out. Yeah, he, when, that's when, a good way of putting it. Yeah. He's a little L-A-P-D. stoic. LAPD <laughs> right. But you gotta fucking love him, man. I think he's I love great. Him. In, there's a movie. Same with Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage isn't like I the best Nick. actor, like but it's Nicolas fucking Cage. Although yeah. I don't know, dude. He but just you haven't seen his fucking unbearable way to massive talent. I know, but I've heard that. I need to like, see it yeah. because I found out my boy Pedro unbearable also way. loves. Dude, uh, they have a bromance. It's like I know, and yeah. my. My boy Pedro loves Moonstruck, which is one of my most favorite movies ever that has Nicolas Cage in it. And <laughs> I love Gone in 60 Seconds. It's one of my like oh, guilty pleasure that, movies. I love that. We should see, we need movie. to see the Renfield movie with him as Dracula. Yes. Be funny. <laughs> I to- I'm totally down with this. Well, Probably he's like yeah. ironically acting now. Oh, yeah. He's you know so what I mean? He, to- he knows he is, too. Like, which is genius. It I was really just about is. to By say the that. way, it totally and who is. doesn't love National Treasure? Oh, yeah. I fucking love those Nicholas movies. Cage, They're great. It's a perfect name for a movie because he is a National Treasure. He really is. Like we we just love that crazy bastard. Like we all love him. Just like Quint, um, uh, well, Quentin Tarantino is love too. Love him. But, uh, John Travolta. I was gonna say, there's a case to be made. <laughs> right? There's a case to be made that like Face Off is their best movie. Ever. That movie is the right? shit. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen it? Or no, the, I haven't. Or the or the Rock. Yeah, The, the Rock, Rock is amazing, fucking amazing too. Movie too. Doesn't that have Sean Connery in it? it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I love him. I'm only borrowing your Humvee. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, girl, and shit on my lap. Dude. What am I, what am, stop it. Don't ruin him for me. I love You want to shit on my face? Dude, it is like, <laughs> will you stop? Stop. Isn't that sexy? 
Come on and shit on my face. What's that speech he did? Dude, it's one of those. He did like, an interview where he was talking about slapping a woman. It was yeah. a playboy. <laughs> He's like, I feel it's totally all right to just bitch slap a woman. Yeah, I'll slap a when woman. She's out of line. Like a shot, dude. But uh. let's be honest. How many women would have loved to have been slapped by him? <laughs> yeah, her right there. Yeah. In his head. Tell, tell me to shut up again. Yeah, tell me yeah. to shut up. <laughs> no, it'd just be one of those things where you know, back in his heyday, you just you know, you'd have to be like. The whole time, like, just don't speak. Just sh- <laughs> sh- or him and Highlander, he's supposed to be Spanish. You're like, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there can only be one. I know the movie is like terrible, but I love him in a league of is it a league of extraordinary, oh, extraordinary chicken? Dude, that movie is so horrible, that's why he quit acting. I know, but really? I love it. Yeah, that movie was it, he was done. I loved that movie. He chose to do that over being Gandalf in Lord of the Rings. Which that oh. sucks. Which I'm glad I he did that. I am happy. Yeah. Me no. too. Okay, but think of it. Just oh imagine. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no. You shall not pass. I've seen you fools. Yeah, everyone would laugh. Everyone would laugh. It would be like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze all over again. Dude, I don't... Yeah, I was going to say, I could never imagine him. I think... What were some... Sorry, go. I was just going to say, I think the casting to Lord of the Rings is so perfect that my mind can't even go there. It's... Yeah. But you could do, like, so, like, in Thor, when they have Matt Damon... (laughs) So you could do... They, <laughs> it could be the reenactment. Matt Damon, Matt Damon being Loki in Ragnarok was one of the best fucking moments of my life when I was doing my first watch through uh, of those. That whole little play was fucking it's, great. Well, because it's one the oldest Hemsworth brother is playing Thor, yeah. and then you have Sam Neill playing Odin, and then <laughs> Matt Damon. And isn't Matt Damon in another one of the movies later on? He's uh, in Love and well, Thunder, right? Yeah, he yeah. Yeah. he reprises his yes. uh, Loki role. It's so great to me. I love it because you know Vince's Matt Damon joke. Like <laughs> yeah. there, was, there was a time where he and I went to see a movie, and I don't remember what it was, but yeah. that Great Wall movie came. Uh, the was previews coming out. were. Yeah, we were in the sitting in the previews, and it goes on the big screen. Matt Damon, and we just oh my started god, fucking it was laughing. perfect. <laughs> Let me set the scene for everybody. And then I have a story about Matt Damon with I'll my work CEOs. Okay. Scotty and I, we got seats in the dead center of the theater mm-hmm. so it is a pitch black theater and all of a sudden you know it's playing the the the, the music yeah and it's like boom 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 the yeah. wall boom 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 and there's like crazy shit happening like lizards running up the great wall for some fucking reason and matt damon's what? like ah! and you know it's just boom 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 this summer and then all of a sudden in bright white letters, the whole theater is dark. It just goes, Matt Damon. And it's just fucking on the screen. And him and I are just busting out laughing, fucking like dying. And we, it was at that moment, I do kind of a quick little swivel of the head, and every face is scowling, looking at us like, what the fuck is so funny? Because it's like, Matt Damon. Well, and because he does that all the time, so me and uh. Bill were always very aware of it, and we would laugh about it. And this was back, you know, before COVID and everything. We Bill used to Bill? have, yes, Bill Bill from... The Bill, Bill, Bill. Our, our, Bill, our, Bill, kill the Bill. Our buddy Bill. Um... We used to have this magnetic chart for our account executives, and they were in and out of the office. And we made little labels for their names, 
And so one day, I thought it'd be funny to do Matt Damon and put it on there and put that he's always out of the office. And we <laughs> had our like VIPs, our big wig CEOs, all coming in for a meeting, and everybody's in the lobby, and we're seated there, and you know we're just sitting and they're talking, and they're talking about our salespeople, and they're like, "Look, we even have Matt Damon, and me and <laughs> me and Bill make eye contact, and we had to look away from so each other." So they thought we, it was for real. No, they were just fucking around, oh. but because they were like Matt Damon, you know, <laughs> me and Bill looked at each other and we had to like we were shaking, like trying to like hold in the laughter. See, it was and just... that's that's when you look at the off screen camera like the office and go, yeah, I feel yeah. like <laughs> yeah. I feel like if I was jumping through time like Okabe and there was like one thing I needed to know what timeline I would be in, that would be it. Like I would look at you guys and just be like Matt Damon. And if you guys looked at me like, what the fuck? I'd be like, oh. I'm on the beta timeline. Something, something's different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm still on a beta timeline. I haven't made it back yeah, a yet. A bunch of fucking betas around here. <laughs> yep. And then when I make it only, back. Only a bunch of alphas would be like, ha! <laughs> that would be my IBN 5100, you know? I'd be like, Matt Damon, if you guys were like, ha, ah, yeah. I'd be like, oh my God, I'm back. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't know. I've made that impact on almost every person, though, I feel like. Even at my work, you know? Well, Team America's maybe one of the greatest movies ever made. It is so underrated. Matt Damon. (laughs) We gotta send in the specialist. Matt Damon! (laughs) (laughs) I fucking love it. He's just cracking people's necks. It's great. It's awesome. Yeah. Jesus Christ. America, fucker. (laughs) Where they're like the... um, when, When they're chasing them down the street... And uh, he's all waving his arms. It's me. It's me. He's like, I think he's saying, kiss me, smart-ass motherfucker. <laughs> shoots, shoots the fucking rocket launcher at him. And they, they got, uh, like, the towel around. Like, yeah. And, like, it's fucking great. It's uncanny. He's still wearing the fucking leather jacket. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of brilliant fucking moments in that movie. Like He just turned left down Bacalacadaca Street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit and then the fucking sex scene i mean oh my god dear he, he god. like craps what? on her face <laughs> what's more awkward <laughs> that or bride of chucky i don't know <laughs> oh yeah, there yeah. Was a... that one was weird though that one made me feel very uncomfortable like oh, i these two dolls are fucking all right uh, i guess how does that work did i don't it know make you feel a little conflicted like you were like why am I getting a no, right now? Because like, <laughs> you're the only one. <laughs> yeah, because, no. Yeah, I was gonna say like they made the dolls look extremely creepy, which is a point. But that play, like like that scene seemed very out of place. Didn't <laughs> like, they remake Chucky and it was mad? They've Hale? remade Mark everything. Hamill? It was. Yeah. It, I guess it was really bad. A lot of people it hated didn't it. Do the very CGI good. Chucky was not well, a the fucking voice good way wasn't to go. right. You know what I mean? Like that's iconic yeah. shit iconic as fuck that's why after like the fourth hellraiser movie i well it was like the eighth one then when they replaced uh the dude that played him for so long mm-hmm. and after that i'm like fuck this a lot of times with horror the you just should stick with the first movie or maybe the first two and then call it a day most of the time well hellraiser i think the second and the fourth i mentioned this on the episode we just did but 
the second and the fourth ones are actually the best. Well, it's kind of like um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. The first and the third are the best. You know, and well, and they remade that, and everybody hated it, and that's because it's not. Uh, what's his name? Robert you know, Robert you know. Eaglin. Well, yeah, it's not him. And also, I mean, everybody uses CGI now. Whereas, think about it. You know, back in like eighties, nineties, yeah, we got practicals, which I, made it seem, I think, so much more real. I will say this: I think the original Nightmare on Elm Street has some of the best practicals, other than the mom flying through the fucking door like a blow up doll at the end. But other than that, yeah. there's yeah. some really good special effects in that, like when his arms are extending out or when his well, face is going through the it wall. It makes it so creepy because you know it's like. Your your well, your brain is telling you that's like actually there with CGI. I almost feel like you some, know it's well, not. Well, Scott yeah. and I have talked about that before. Where you know, like for instance, you know, like the thing. Him and I, we we say like basically horror wise, that's some of the best you know special effects from that time period. Yeah. Most definitely. And it's so much easier to emote and react to something that's dripping in KY yeah. lube and looks fucking disgusting in well, front like, of you. Rather than, look at the little yeah. green tennis Let's, ball. Yeah, look at this Pretend this cream. is a dinosaur. Right. Yeah. Right, well, just like Alien, they made that, the Alien was with like a trash bag or some shit, right? Like and then they were, it was like dripping and shit and that was a terrifying. Well, movie. and one thing they did in the original Ridley Scott Alien is um, when you when the facehugger falls off and you get to see like the underside of it. That's r- actual real like entrails and shit. Like they use real well, guts. Same thing in um, one of those Night of the Living Dead movies or uh, one of them. There's a part where a dude gets pulled in half by the zombies. Like some grab his legs, uh, or no, they grab him. At the stomach, dig their fingers in, and they just pull yeah. his body apart. The the that is actually like pig, real pig entrails and shit. So yep. you're seeing yep. like actual fucking gore. Well, yeah, and like when you see that, it definitely just gives you like the heebie-jeebies well, so yeah, much you, more. Where like when I watched the stupid CGI bullshit, I was like, oh with my CG, god. The, there's just some things they've never mastered. I would argue one thing they've never mastered is motion blur. They always have too much. It's like yes, there's a blur when something's in motion. But if someone threw Vinny across the room right now, I could still pretty clearly make out his features as he's flying across the room. Right, like, He's yeah. not going to yeah. be this little blur of red and white there. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And, but that's how it looks with CGI. And CGI, too, you'll notice when people fall, it's always faster than how normal gravity works a lot of the time, or it's just the motion is too linear. Yeah, you're too aware that it's fake, whereas with practicals, you ver- you get that real horrific sense. Isn't you know? that weird how intuitive that is? Well, yeah, you it, think about it. It's just our minds see reality every day, right? right? And so... Yeah, so it's, it's... So we can pick up on when it's not, you just, know? Just uh, the human mind is interesting like that. So that's maybe, hopefully, why deep fake, you know, hopefully we always are able to distinguish that, but... It's getting tougher. It's getting... It super is getting hard. It's getting really, really hard. Tough Dude, now. sometimes it's like, is that real? Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. I even had that with the, the the Last of Us with the giraffes. I could have swore up and down that they were completely all CGI. And she looked On it what? up. The it, Last of in Us. In The Last of Us, in that episode, in the TV episode where they have the right. giraffe. Oh, I, I, thought, it's, it's, yeah. I haven't watched it yet. I thought, oh, okay, well, there is a giraffe in it, and we all thought it was CGI. <laughs> it's I giraffe. swear to God, yeah, yeah, I thought it was CGI. It I looks CGI as fuck, and it's not. So it's like it's even getting to the point where the sometimes you can't even tell what is real. Well, yeah, yeah, you see videos all the time. Like so, when I watched the video of 
um, when SpaceX launched those rockets that were able to take off and then land again. I was like, that looks fake. Mm, that right. doesn't look real to me, even though I'm like, that's real. So, I mean, like you said, it's it's getting harder yeah. to b- distinguish well, that yep. shit. Well, it's funny, too. Um, they've actually kind of gone backwards. Not backwards in a bad way, but... Um, so with the Mandalorian, they've been starting to use these LED backgrounds where they can just change the background, like it's a curved screen, and so all the backgrounds of the planets and all that, it's all a projected image, just like rear projection. It's yeah. What? I, I'm not kidding. So it's what? like actually there on the set. It's there on the set. Holy shit. Let me see I if I can find it. So it puts kind of puts the actors in that space too. Yep. That's so it, they have they'll have like the little rock props and shit on the ground for like the first like twelve feet like it, but the whole screen's a circle so they can move and pan in the environment and the perspective is this it, it yeah um, that's fucking crazy and I think that's how I think that's how they need to do it and I think how we would also I. <coughs> I think it back to even like better acting because there are times where I feel like a lot of those action type movies or horror or whatever where there's so much CGI and green screen that they're hardly interacting with anything real. I think you can very much tell, you know, I think it I think it's made movies less emotional and actors able to emote real thing well and yeah, look, look at this jealous oh, but that shit is fucking crazy I, it's like yeah the and they can so they can make any fucking background now and it's in that's camera super it's cool in camera. that is crazy that's awesome so yeah mandalorian's the first show to really specialize in that but Imagine yeah what that'll turn into but speaking on practical effects versus cgi here's my theory though i feel like in another 20 years in another 20 years, CGI is going to be to the point where we won't be able to distinguish. And I feel like we're in this weird, awkward period in the past 20 years of actors who have worked with more special effects and they're transitioning into this new technology of CGI. So I feel like that's why a lot of the acting we have seen with CGI has been very subpar because they don't know how to act to a green tennis ball. But these new age actors that are coming up with this technology they are going to be trained in it and be more sufficient to act in that so i feel like cgi will get better both how it looks and how people will be able to emote and act to it yeah look at stuff like endgame i mean that shit looks incredible right Josh Brolin is Thanos. I mean, that shit's amazing. So yeah, we're already yeah. starting to see it. Like Tom Holland is Spider-Man. He yeah. is able to work in a CGI environment. Well, very you well. know what concerns me is with how uh, politically vitriolic we are anymore. How much longer before deep fakes are used to make a political manipulate? Yeah. Oh my God. And that is a terrible. And that's make, at most five years away. Make people at most because even if people know the deep fake exists, all you have to do is plant the seed of doubt did he say that or not and then that'll make you possibly change your mind if, or, if trump or gets if, reelected, i guarantee you that you're gonna start seeing deep fakes of him saying well, he's got all shit. kinds of shit to fucking deal well, with right now. i know but like, i'm just saying theoretically just saying no i yeah. got you yeah for sure yep it's crazy though it's I gonna mean. get to that point this is like where they talk about that dystopian future where shit's so the lur- the lines blur where you can't even tell, like, oh, 
Blade Runner? Well, yeah, no, clearly no one like no one watched it and paid a fucking attention. Because <laughs> we're walking right down in that in that timeline. Like Blade Runner is actually, I mean, it's very avant garde to look at. Yes, and it's got flying cars, so it's real easy. But like, yeah, they didn't predict anything right. But it's like, yeah, if you actually think about, they actually have pretty much nailed everything. Yeah. 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 That's true. We need to do an episode about that. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should just do one on here. You, next episode, do you guys want to do a quick Blade Runner episode? Episode? Episode. Well, we would want Nike. Or let's on just that. talk about. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he's a huge Blade Runner fan. He and I are both big Blade well, Runner I fans. Well, I only have four mics. I'll, I'll bow out. Really? <laughs> yeah. She doesn't like it. Yeah, she's not. It's, I like it better Runner. every time I watch it. Like, I liked it better, I think, like the fifth as or sixth As long as you're time. cool with that. Yeah. You're cool with that? Yes, I'm, to- okay. yeah, yeah, I'm good. She, does, she doesn't want in on it, trust me. Okay. <laughs> I just don't want anybody to be like, oh. I, I mean, look at that it. smile on her face right now. She's like, fuck yeah. I don't yeah. have to okay, talk yeah, about cool. Blade Runner. Okay, so next week, <laughs> let's get Sean and have him be on that. Okay. And I Where can I watch that? Uh, Let's Googs it here. Yep. I got you. you. Could Hold on. Hit the Googs. You could probably rent it off of Amazon it. Prime for like four bucks. You probably do it on Amazon Prime. <coughs> oh yeah, you can rent. If you're gonna do it, do I the final mom, cut. I think my mom would end up getting pissed at me for. Yeah, you are gonna have to rent it. because yeah. I'm on her shit. Uh, well, <laughs> but do the final cut. Do the renting, 2007 so. final cut. Just do that. Yeah, I'm on my mom's fucking. Here's Amazon how you get around Prime. it, Mike. So rent that. And watch it, but then rent some like horrendous porn on her account. So then she's more mad about that than Blade Runner. Or you know the librarian in the room, <laughs> go to your local library and get porn. I don't think they have it. <laughs> no, get Blade Runner. <laughs> I don't think they carry that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fuck. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. That's I always funny. I was just talking about the library and shit, and how when I was poor as fuck. That that place held me like a warm blanket. Yeah. I went yeah. in there for all my entertainment. Yep. It was an amazing place. The, really the library is, is it amazing. It would be a motherfucking travesty if anything were to ever happen. Thank God for like the penny funds and stuff, right? Yeah. Yep. Well, and it's one of those, uh, I mean, there's definitely a lot of research to show that the uh, socioeconomically more... Um, uh, poorer types, you know, those poorer demographics benefit from it the most. Yes. Yeah. And yep. that that's, I mean, when I had nothing, dude, I was like barely scraping by. I had two kids and a fucking wife that, anyway. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I had zero money to entertain myself with. If I wanted to watch a show, if I wanted an audio book, if I wanted to read comics, if I wanted to read a book at all or anything like that, I had to go to the library and like, uh, wh- how much does uh you work there, right? I work in uh, Commerce County Library, so okay, but but generally a fucking library subscription or whatever. Library cards are free. Are they? So what the what a library gets funded by is property taxes, uh, just like schools. Uh, so that's how they get their funding. But an actual library card itself, like so, if you come into the Glen Rock or Douglas Library, because I can only speak for them, because I've worked in both. But uh, all you need is a valid ID, proof of address. That's it. 
Think about how amazing that is. Mm-hmm. Right. What an inc- like how amazing is it that libraries even exist? And they've like, existed for mm, five thousand years. Incredible thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And thank fucking goodness for that. Because like I said, when I had nothing, dude, but I had the library and it was literally right down the street. So I could just walk over there. I didn't even have a car. Yep. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. All I had was a pair of headphones, my backpack. And that was it, bro. I walked everywhere. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people use it for more than entertainment. A lot of people use it to build a resume because you can use the computers for free. And That too. I went there to print stuff out. I went there to use a computer and shit when I didn't have one. Yeah. But mostly I went there for audio books and I would listen to books constantly. Mm-hmm. I had a fucking iPod classic with like 80 gigs of space on it so mm-hmm. I could burn these books onto my uh, computer and then I'd just throw them on the iPod and it would just be scattered like a motherfucker. It would not organize it at all. So I'd end like a chapter and that's when I had to go find the next track. Mm-hmm. So I, Well, and we even have an app uh, uh, that you can download called the Libby app where if you've got a library card, you can download that app and rent audiobooks on there as well. Where's the Converse County library? Oh, so that's Glen Rock and Douglas. Yeah. Oh, so you drive there every day? I live in Glen Rock, so. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you didn't know that? Mm-hmm. Fuck, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm kidding. Oh, I know. I say, it works for me. I'm happy. We were I'm born at. and raised there. Some, there's a pretty good bar there. Oh, there's more that's than one. a lie. <laughs> but when they I had first... good food in there. I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> the Shoreliner did have good food. Shoreliner but had yeah. good food, but they're closed now, so that's a bummer. What? Yeah. I, uh, I think first... that's the one I was yep, thinking about. Probably. Yeah. When I first moved out here, though, actually, some of the first friends I ever made was at that library downtown. Because um, it's uh, Chelsea and Scott, you know, when I moved out here, California's school system was a lot different than Wyoming's. <coughs> and so Are you I from basically. California? Yeah. <clears throat> You're so fucking cool. <laughs> I really. D- He's got that street. I knew out here, fucking cool about out that here. Guy. I keep that shit like under wraps, though, because a lot of people fucking hate Californians. So, except for wearing my you know 49ers shit and whatnot, but other oh. than that, you know, like yeah, I don't really advertise. That. You're not gonna drive around going California knows how to party. Exactly, <laughs> you know. Used to know how to party. But I basically was in limbo when I first moved out here because I couldn't jump into the school year. And um, right where I was at, it was right in the middle of the school year. So, you know, I was just living with my brother at the time and didn't have anything really to fucking do. And that library is like five blocks away. And like you said, with the computers and whatnot, I'd go down there and play like all the stupid flash games and whatnot. And I met a group of kids there um, that that whole time in interim between me, like not being able to go to school and whatnot. You know, every weekend I'd go down there. We'd always, like, pick a time to meet up, and we'd play Flash games and shit like that on the computer. So it's really awesome that libraries can offer those services to people. For sure. Yeah, hence why I am go why I work in that field. So Yeah. Well, I mean, I fucking think it's maybe one of the greatest things. Like, just the fact that libraries exist... In the fucked up world that we do, they could easily not be a thing at all. Mm-hmm. Greed could overtake 
And you know what I mean? Like, well, for a lot of their history, they existed typically as private institutions for the wealthy and elite. Uh, so it's one of those sorts of things. The idea of it being a fixture available to the poor. Yeah, that's that is a more recent development. Um, funny enough, though, uh, is anyone familiar with Andrew Carnegie? He was a huge, I believe, iron and steel. I don't remember what industry he was in. Is but that was like a, the Carnegie Hall? Stuff? Yeah. He, yeah. So what, what he did is is he gave, um, gave enough money to establish, I want to say, at least 2,300 libraries throughout the United States. Holy fuck, dude. So, How rich was that guy? He was very rich. So what the fuck? He definitely, because like even in Douglas, uh, the old library that they tore down to build the, the one that currently stands there was a Carnegie library. I wonder how many like millionaires, billionaires, and such donate to those kind of things. I, I bet more than we probably realize. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've got like the, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which does their shit and all that. So, I mean, it, it does exist. but <clears throat> Yeah, it, maybe not as... M- I mean, that'd be cool if it turned out to be more than you thought. Yeah. But I would imagine... I would imagine the uh, reason people that are rich wouldn't donate to that is just because they wouldn't think of it. When you think of donating, you think of, like, you know, Children's Hospital. You think of... Right. mm -hmm. But, I mean, isn't a library just as important as a... A children's hospital, like education, ability to access information. I know we have phones and shit, so... Yeah, but even then, you know, there's so much misinformation, as we've talked about with bots and stuff like that. Right. And part of... um, uh, So I'm working on my master's in library and information science, and part of that instruction is to how to deal with fake news and how to uh, help patrons navigate that landscape and try and find credible information i dropped it in the wrong can (laughs) 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 why does my beer taste funny i'm just no i'm just watching him like all that was like uh, the fuck tasty (laughs) oh Oh my god yeah just swigged uh you know something out of my beer that i dropped in there (laughs) <laughs> and the best part is is it was the ass end of the beer so it was like not the good part either no when i was Damn. chewing i can't tell you how many times oh, that i don't want to hear about it no i would accidentally no, i would no. have something that i'm drinking I don't hear it. No. and it would be like half full like Vince, an energy no. drink and i'd be so mad because like i want You'd the rest of it spitting it but i accidentally would put a fucking chew pouch in it and i just look at it and i'm like Oh, okay, I thought There's, it was gonna be worse. no. Because listen, I when <clears throat> growing up with so I was like sixteen, fifteen or sixteen, right, going to parties and shit. And what we used to do is uh, everybody yeah. would pitch in, and then somebody would go get a case of forties. Oh, okay. So like Bud Light forties, uh, Coors Light forties, whatever. Right. Uh, and so. Everybody would, they'd show up, you grab one, and that's like your drink for the night or whatever. And then inevitably people get too drunk because we're all fucking children. Right. True. Like, so you don't drink a whole damn 40 before you're ham- hammered. Inevitably you set it down, and then everybody's like smoking cigarettes and shit because that's cool. And fucking, <laughs> and then people are dropping cigarette butts 
in 40s and then so you're drunk as fuck you're like looking for something to drink and like obviously there's nothing in the box so you're like oh there's a 40 grab it take a swig and three uh cigarette butts like hit you in the lips. you know what happened to me once i was drinking a dr pepper and i'm drinking and uh it was a can and some fucking masking tape comes to the top and i'm like what the fuck is this yeah it was a legit chunk of masking t- i'm so, like what you're like so, eh, yeah eh, uh, threw that can away a horror story that i do have though for my chewing days i wasn't the one that drank it and i highly doubt that they're listening but uh amy i'm sorry uh my sister-in-law uh-huh. i was in high school and we had a smoke shop here in town where they did not fucking ID anybody. And what helped to my benefit, too, is uh, when I was in high school, I was one of those kids that looked a little older than he actually was, you know? So when I was 16, Nuh-uh. I was going through the drive through of this place. And all I would have to say is, you know, I want wintergreen this or whatever. And so I was getting chewed regularly, but... My brother, my older brother, and my sister-in-law, who had uh, custody of me over at the time, and were putting me through high school, they didn't know I was chewing. And I made the mistake one day of I had a spit bottle as a dark blue Aquafina, like you know, kind of one of those generic water bottles, and I was spitting into it, and I put my dip into it when I was done. So it had all of my spit, like a good, I don't know, quarter of the bottle. And then my chew, loose chew in it. <clears throat> and they were dark enough to where, you you know, if you weren't paying attention, you couldn't tell. So I left it on the kitchen counter. Keep in mind, my sister-in-law has no clue I'm chewing at this point. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, I'm cleaning. I'm doing my chores and shit, helping them out. I know and I get them all done. Is. She comes home from work. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, my homework's done. Everything's good. I'm fucking balling out. I'm getting ready to play some Call of Duty. And she walks over to that kitchen counter, not paying attention, just being off of work, knowing that she left a water bottle that got scooted a little bit behind, I think, like a jar of sugar um, that was her actual half-drinking bottle of water she left that morning. And she picked that bottle up, and it was like slow motion. I just see her tilting it back to her head and i see that lump of chew that i loose chew that i put in there and it just goes bloom, right into her <laughs> oh mouth my fucking god and i just felt that feeling of like i am losing my keys my phone my xbox <laughs> i am fucked and sure enough i mean her face just turns green Dude. and she is puking in the trash can furiously and what saved my ass for just a minute was my brother was chewing at the time, too. So she was like, fucking James and whatnot. And I was like, yeah, fuck James. But it, <laughs> <laughs> but eventually, you know, my brother was like, I didn't fucking, I wasn't spitting in a bottle like that. And I was like, fuck. And she, they both looked at me and they're like, you fucker. <laughs> and that was the day that they found out I was buying chew illegally. And chewing under the age. So it was a fantastic day. It my was mom great. found my mom found a bong in my closet. Oh no. <laughs> Not a small one. <laughs> I made this big ass bong out of a pickle jar. Oh my god. <laughs> uh it was huge. It's like one of the big ones, like a Sam's Club. Oh, that is awesome. Like fucking pickle jar. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I used to make pipes and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and one time my mom took another one of them. Chewed my ass. If your mom, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but chewed my ass. This thing was pretty cool because I made it out of like a little glass vase. It was like a miniature glass vase that like tapered into. It was like a crazy piece of glass work. But I had like a. I was able to get a like bowl in it and shit. Sorry, I'm eating sour patch kids, <laughs> and I'm messing with your cat. Um, I was a- I made this badass pipe. My mom chews my ass for finding it, or ha- when she found it, and fucking. Then like months later, I like was walking by her room and her one of her drawers was open, and her. It was, like, right there, like, super close. You could see. That fucking pipe is in there and, like, fully been used a bunch of times. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Like, motherfucker. Like, really? Oh, so I'm your supplier and I'm in trouble? (laughs) Right. It's fucking great. That's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it got even worse, too, because then when I... Hypocrisy. When I moved out of their place, they also had this like little uh, ottoman on wheels that was hollow that you could lift the lid of, and that's where I stored all of like my empty fifths that I would guilt like cooks that I was cooking with at the time. They would need a ride. I need some alcohol in high school, so they'd hook it up. And yeah, so when I was moving out, we just at got the age of to do that. <laughs> But when I was like 19, moving out, still not old enough to drink. Um, yeah, they they they're helping me move my stuff out. And Amy's doing some cleaning. She also found a used condom that I wasn't able to find from Gross. high school too. <laughs> I know it was one of those where we threw it somewhere and Her I didn't son know. Found it. He was. Oh like, yeah, my little nephew. It was horrible. He was like three. And then to cap it off, after that. <laughs> They look into like that found fucking. Found it and was like had it. He, well, he was like three, and so he kind of grabbed it. it. Was like I know, dude. It was horrible. It was yeah. fucking not my greatest moment. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I was nineteen. I mean, it's bad enough that that got found. I was so fucking embarrassed and horrified that my nephew fucking picked it up. He's holding it up. He's like, "What's this?" So you know, my sister in law is freaking out, washing his hands. Understandably so. Yeah, I was like, okay, you know. I'd be like, it's fine. I don't know. But have then anything. she comes across that fucking thing, and it was right then and there that I was like, I didn't fucking clean it out. I have to move out. And yeah, well, I, good thing I already good was. Good we Because, I mean, yeah, that would have been the subject yeah, on she, mine. She'd have been like, you're, <laughs> get, you better yeah. find a place to live because you're done. She lifts that lid, and she just starts pulling out. An empty fifth of Jack, an empty fifth of Jim Beam, an empty fifth of vodka. And She's like, like half, oh, I made a mistake. <laughs> and a half drinking fifth of like Jack Daniels. And it was so funny too, because my brother fucking snatches that and he's like, I'm drinking the rest of this for what you fucking put us through today. And I was and like, you're like okay. fair enough, dude. You're like, all right, I was like, like that's if fair. that's the yeah, I can I'm get like, another fifth, bro. Well, yeah, I was also with her, so she was about to turn 21, and I was 20 anyway. So it was, was great like, when we moved in our apartment. 
the people that so you know that cradle robin <laughs> yes i am yeah uh, it, but that was kind of emasculating though going to my girlfriend at the time that i just moved in with chelsea's like, a cougar hey yep. she is i am she is He's a year younger, but he looks about five years older. Got the best <laughs> of both worlds. Dude, I saw that picture. <laughs> By the way, I wanted to say, and I almost forgot. On this episode, it recently, a couple days ago, it was Chelsea and Vince's 10th anniversary. 11th of uh, just being together. Dude, yeah. 11. Yep. 11 so years. congratulations, guys. Thank, Thank you, man. You guys Thank are you. seriously the perfect match. We um, appreciate You guys that. compliment each other and support each other, and I think... It's fucking fantastic. You guys are here doing podcasts and shit as yep. a couple. Mm-hmm. We love it. We love doing it. I mean, Phenomenal. we we have discussions like this at home all the time too. We get we end up staying up way too late at night cuz we'll just we'll get to talk in for hours about anything and everything and That's why I was so excited when he joined the show. I was like, "Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. well, I always kind of I mean, I wasn't sure at first. I mean, we started this. It was just me and you. Yep. Like cramped up in that office with that fucking table over there. <laughs> yeah, there. that little card playing table. Yeah. It's yeah. rickety as fuck. It was, you know, it was, <laughs> we had to start somewhere. But, like, I, I always hoped Chelsea would jump in on this shit with us. Yeah, and I'm really glad that I have. And oh, then yeah. Scott's over there on his phone not giving a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been around him enough. Yay, congratulations. He's looking looking at ways to improve reading Steiner. (laughs) Scotty gave Vince his blessing because Vince brought McMuffins. I feel like if anybody... Yeah, I sold her for a sausage McMuffin. (laughs) That was so funny, too. (laughs) Did you really? Yeah, so... Yeah, I was like, maybe... He's so proud of it. I know, all the time. He's I like, yeah, sausage McMuffin. If you ever want to know how much they, you matter to, be to fair, me. They, to be fair, they are delicious. Especially with cheese. Right in the morning. Yes, oh. yes, yes. He's like, come on, bro. Yeah, I was like orange juice. three months into dating her, and I had started my oil field job right after high school. So I was just making a shit ton of money, and I stayed the night one night with her, Um at their folks place and uh the next morning i was like you know i got up super early because of my schedule and i was like yeah you know what fuck it i'll run to casper real quick and get everybody some breakfast and uh like a nice guy yeah and i i came back and it was so funny he's like half awake just woke up as i come back in and i was like hey man i uh got everyone some mcdonald's this morning and just half awake he unwraps one of the mcmuffins takes a bite and he's like, oh, all right, man, you can marry my sister. <laughs> and I looked yeah. at him like, wow, that was that fucking easy. Huh? <laughs> <Yep>. Like <laughs> a McMuffin. Well, yep, <laughs> okay, took. let's dig a little deeper on that, though. It's not like I had a, a kingdom to make. You in know? Scott's defense, <laughs> okay. I would say he read the situation. Yeah. He looked around. <laughs> he went, oh, this dude woke me up with breakfast. What's he going to do for my sister? <laughs> this guy, I mean, I'm just her fucking brother. And he gave me an, uh, a sausage McMuffin with cheese. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Think of that egg, too. I, I woke up I don't to... remember if it did or not. But... <laughs> so he's like, he's going to bring her a fucking extravagant breakfast in bed. He's going to treat her. He's going to treat her like a lady. The best was when he brought me the unicorn frappuccino. And, and, and you do. Yeah, I do. Right? I do yes. my best anyways. I mean, sometimes, All the time. you know. I fall short. Yeah, sometimes I want to smother him to death with a pillow, but <laughs> it's few and far between. 
Remember, if he dies mysteriously, just say it's her. Well, <laughs> we already talked about yeah. the timeline where she poisoned him already. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Like, there's already been one. I've already killed him in one of them at least. The one where yep. you were a little too obsessed with ser- serial killers. Just yeah. a little too much. And you were like, I need I got to put my Ted Bundy throat. I got to know what out. they feel. I yeah. forgot to get whipped instead of just normal cream foam from Starbucks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, I don't even think it had to be about anger. It was just like she wanted to know. Right. Oh, Could I do this? Yeah. <laughs> can I feel what they feel? What does it feel like to murder And can somebody? I get away with it? <laughs> no, you can't. Like, well, <laughs> I've watched enough. You, you think you could? I mean, I think I've watched enough stuff that I might. You be do able realize to. it's the handbook; it's always the spouse. So I'd really well, have to plan it out, though. It'd thing, probably be like a five-year plan. You can't kill him. You can't have somebody else kill him because you're always going to be the first. Yep, the first suspect. But to get around that, you just plan around not looking suspicious, right? Or just make him die in such a way that it seems like a An total accident. accident. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So exactly. What you like I said, five-year plan. His tie rod goes out and his truck what, flips. You what know? you got to do <laughs> is you got to kill me, right? <laughs> You've thought about this. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, he... he he, he's gone through his bouts with the relationship. Too, Me too, so. bro. Like, listen, but I think we've all. I think we've all contemplated <laughs> killing that other person and just You're be like, ah, oh, yeah. Dude, I did try <laughs> to stab one of them twice and I threw an ashtray at his head. So, I mean, let's not put it past a buddy me. buddy of mine got a fucking bottle of Crown thrown at his head and she actually got him. So it knocked him the fuck out. <laughs> and I'm not going to say who, just in case he doesn't want anybody to know. But, uh, she fucking, he showed up from having a bender the night before, had, went and bought like a bottle of Crown. Uh, he showed up drunk at the house. She fucking took the bottle. He's like, fuck it, I'll go buy another one. And as he turned around, he got hit in the head with that bottle of Crown and was knocked the fuck out. And then he woke up and like, and he's like, the blood was like congealing on the floor. So I was out for a while. And she was standing over me with a big ass knife. Oh, fuck. like ready to fucking like. You remember Jordan? Yeah, he got stabbed in the back by one of his ex girlfriends once. Oh, God. with a knife. Yeah, Jesus wow. Christ! I tried stabbing mine with a knife and a screwdriver. I had an oh, ex- I did hit him in the head with a remote control. I got him with that, not the ashtray though. I had an ex pull a gun on me once. Mm. Very American. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She was, like, super drunk and then went in the bathroom. I was, like, laying in bed, like, we were ready to go to sleep. And she came out, like, super pissed and was, like, yelling at me to leave and shit. I'm like, okay, just let me grab my shit. And she was, like, shoving me away from grabbing my shit and whatever and just like, get out, get out. And... She's like, I'll fucking shoot your ass. And I was like, oh, you don't even have a gun. And she did. <laughs> oh, you learned. <laughs> Dude, I and question she... your taste in women. Mm, me too. <laughs> <laughs> was she by any chance from Alabama? <laughs> or Texas? No. Did she have a white cone-shaped hat in her closet? <laughs> Fuck, dude. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that is a different level of crazy, but crazy enough to do some shit like Was that. Was she a wizard? Yeah. <laughs> Not the fun kind? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dragon Master or whatever the fuck they call it. Yeah. yeah. 
bunch of idiots. Fuck. Dude, that shit was terrifying. Mm. Oh, I bet. I bet it was. Yeah. Butt-ass naked chick pointing a gun. It was kind of hot, too. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on how hot the chick is, I, yeah. yeah. Well, right. she was. Okay. Duh. Duh. <laughs> Duh. Like well, obvi- obviously, totes obs. <laughs> Mike's not getting with any dogs, all right? No, <laughs> not fucking. to say I haven't. <laughs> well, I was gonna say I think we all have. I think we but... all have been there, done that. Got the T-shirt, the coffee yeah. mug, the snow globe, the keychain. I didn't get any the of walk those of shame. things. I didn't get any of those things. You got a coffee mug? I have oh, a yeah. shitty song written about me on a napkin. Really? Does that count? Yeah. <laughs> Do you it's, still have it? Yeah. It's pretty bad. You should bring it. To I will totally bring it next time. <laughs> and read it. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I need to hear that now. It's yep. pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's super bad? Yeah, I had a song written about me. Is it me, something though, so corny like, oh, Chelsea, my life without you would be misery or <laughs> like something stupid. I don't know, I'm pretty You've sure. never heard this? I'm no. pretty. I'm pretty sure there's something about misery in there. Yeah, he wrote a yeah. song about me on a napkin and gave it to me, and I still have it. Wow. Yeah, I know. Mm. <laughs> he says, "Wow." Dude, here's the thing. <laughs> if, wow. It, if an ex writes a song about you on a napkin, I you're probably gonna keep it. I have done a lot of stupid things in relationships, but at least I didn't write a song about. Somebody. I have never written a song for any. Hey, not <laughs> not very many women get songs written about them, okay? So I was like, I'm going to keep it whether it's bad or not because it happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> What's the craziest shit you ever done for a chick, Scott? Mm. Put up with fucking <laughs> emotional I mean, uh, <laughs> abuse. so a lot of the times uh, um, women I've dated have all been emotionally unavailable. Maybe that's something I'm drawn to or something like that. So a lot of times I would just say Me not... Too. Not getting out of it what I put into it and not quitting soon enough. I'm trying to get better about that because um, sometimes I do think it is one of those sorts of things where you, you got to know when to quit. And sometimes that takes too long for me because I because my problem is, is that I can understand like I know enough psychology and shit that I can understand why they are what they are and what they ultimately need but if they're not willing to work on themselves it doesn't really matter dude you're too good for any of these hoes out here dude yeah that's what i keep telling them Amen. too. seriously I mean, like what dude thinks like that you know we all love that song you ought to know when to hold them know mm-hmm. when to fold them you but know, you know he's yeah. not talking the about real poker. you know he's not talking about poker in that song i dude. know but they, what he should have sang was, you got to know when to hit it, know when to quit it. That's what he's saying, though. Right? I mean, he's essentially <laughs> saying that. He's not talking about but playing I feel like poker. The word but poker is a great oh. example of that. But yeah. yeah, he's using a fucking metaphor, but like he's... So why don't you just redo that song of like what it actually means and yeah. just sing it that way? I think it's perfect the way it is. I mean, that's the artistic twist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I you don't want to be heavy handed with your meaning. I feel like like Steinsgate doesn't tell well, you we're about loneliness. Oh, no, in a comical Snoop sense. Dad, of words. Snoop Dogg says, "I don't love these hoes." <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? But I'm just saying it in a comical uh, sense of my work. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> when to use the front door or in the back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say that one song. So there you go. Can't make a wife out of hoe. It's true. <laughs> uh, no, it's a hoe. You can't make a hoe into a housewife. Yeah. 
Yep. I mean, Chelsea's so, sitting over there. Like, we're not talking about you. We're not talking about that. No, seriously, some. I, I just been with her long enough. She's got this look on her face like, no, I'm we're gonna, not talking about them motherfuckers. <laughs> you can make a hoe into a housewife, okay? You can. You re- okay, explain that. I mean, I. <laughs> Are you calling yourself a hoe? I totally used to be. I will totally admit it. Back in the day, before I got with Vince, like I was. I mean, call it what you will—a so, whore, a slut, whatever you want to call it. Like I, fl- hey, nobody's. If anybody nobody is judging, if I'm not anybody judging wants myself. the handbook on how to do that, I am holding a I'm TED a fucking talk. Hoe, at- like all fucking <laughs> okay, calm the fuck down now before you get murdered. <laughs> you're right. the hero to mankind, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I all become a motivational speaker about it. I'm going to like Bahrain and shit. You're like hello. <laughs> you're like the level-headed version of Andrew Tate you're or something. Like that. <laughs> I'm teaching oh at Cambridge how to turn a hoe into wife 101. <laughs> and then I'm after kidding. and then after your TED talk tour, they're gonna find you murdered. Yeah. Yeah. I know, but that was just like what seal happened? my fame and in, in, in the in back history. of every video, Chelsea's like. I know, right? I know, just back then. A thousand years from now, they're going to have a mural of him be like, legend. It would be like the South Park episode with Vagisil. My liege. (laughs) My My flame, my my muse. My muse. You say that to me now. I know. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, Oh, I'm going to be divorced by the end of this podcast. Uh, Hey, you don't have to worry about year 12. I know, right? Damn it! That is that is uh, Joe Montana's number. Fuck! Damn it! I can't Ridiculous. be the goat without it. Yeah. Uh, I love you. I love you too. You're my flame. Sure. You are my muse. <laughs> yeah. Diligently. Diligently. <laughs> oh, fuck. If it wasn't for South Park, I wouldn't have all these great references. For real. <laughs> that is Dude, true. Dude, you had me fucking rolling the other night, and Vanessa too. Are you uh, with the fucking uh, when? Uh, uh, what was it? Oh, with uh, Jimmy Volmer when he's like, "Why did the chicken cross a river? Why did the chicken cross a river? Why did the chicken cross a river?" And it just keeps going back to him. Come like on, Stan, <laughs> don't be a p- 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 pussy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like two fucking hours later, he finally spits the joke out. Everyone's like sleeping. And like Dude, I watched the one where Butters is the pimp. Oh, I yeah. Do you know what I'm we saying? Watched, we watched it. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, sir. I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fucking cop, he's like undercover as the hooker. <laughs> Oh, he, shit, he shits out all the cum for <laughs> oh evidence. <my> God. <laughs> I got a DNA sample for you. <laughs> <laughs> like fills like a gallon bag. It's so gross. <laughs> Take them all in. Yeah. Half of you didn't even use a condom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know how to get diseases? And then he goes as far as like marrying that pin, yeah. calling him what, daddy, what going does, on a honeymoon. What's her name to him? What does he call her? Uh, I don't remember. Oh, fuck. Like Yolanda. Yolanda. Or... Yeah, yeah, that's it. I was thinking, yeah. So yeah. Dude, cold. that shit's funny because like the first, like when the cops are like in the surveillance van and listening in, and he's like, oh, 
the the safe word is stretch. Yeah. <laughs> and he like goes through with the sexual act and then arrests him. Yeah, he's like, you gave my hole a good stretch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the whole time they're hearing him get fucked, he's like, ooh, yeah. And they're like, Do you like that tight little hole, daddy? Uh, and they're they're like, all like, what the fuck? <laughs> looking at each other? Like, is he fucking up? Sir, we're a little concerned that you're taking this role a little far. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? Nothing's more important than getting prostitution off my streets yeah. yeah he all turns it into a moral thing always like i gotta get back to daddy yeah i gotta get back to oh sorry that's my daddy call and he all steps away <laughs> fuck dude uh, that whole episode i was is trying gold. to find the jimmy episode where he's doing uh steroids oh <laughs> yeah that is like one of the best ones ever, and the Crips episode. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. great. We're like, we're gonna go pop some punk ass b- b- bloods, <laughs> b- b- bitches. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy's one of the best fucking characters. I love. They, him. I think he's the best character. Yeah, nah, Cartman. I watched the. You, did you see where um, the Funny Bot episode where like he did the comedy awards? Yeah. <laughs> and he's great. like, "Why? Why do chickens? Uh, yeah, why don't chickens wear pants?" Oh, I don't remember what he says. Yeah, because they got their peckers on their head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I fucking about pissed my pants laughing last night. And Vanessa looked at me like, "Oh god!" And I'm like, "Are you great. fucking kidding me?" Yeah, like that's literally the funniest joke ever. Yeah, that's like a solid fucking. I mean, well, they use him there. too for the the Kanye. Do you like fish dicks? Yep. <laughs> Are you a gay fish? Yeah. I, I don't get it. I don't get. It. I must be a gay fish. I'm going home, boys. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so good. Don't you know I'm a gay fish? <laughs> I just love that they played that at Red Rocks last year. Did they really? They yeah. fucking did, and it's yes. like, all righty then. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would have gone to that show if I had known about yeah, it. Yeah, dude, that's why they played it. Yeah, it's like everybody would have been there. I'm a gay fan. Yeah, it's just cool <laughs> that I mean, I mean, yeah. There's a lot of things about Colorado I don't like, but it is actually cool that one of my favorite shows, like the creators, are from there, and as far as I know, still live there. They bought Casa Bonita. I can't yeah. wait to go. It reopens Everybody in May. Everybody is going to go there. It's yeah. going to fucking be nuts. We're going to have to wait a few months. Uh, yeah. I bet you longer. Right, I bet. Bye. I bet. I bet it. Well, I remember when I was a kid, like you, they, they had like a serpentine. I've like, never been to get on. Like to just get in the place. You would like grab a fucking tray like it was like lunchtime at school. And then you would like get your shit as you went down. But, like, there was always, like, a crazy line. They had the serpentine shit, like, uh, you were getting on a roller coaster. And the the line would be out the motherfucking door. Damn. Yeah. And I went there the first time I was, like, four or five, you know what I mean? And they did, like, a cowboy, like, the, the good cowboy and the bad cowboy. And he, like, kidnaps the chick. You know, your basic storyline. But, you know, it's it was so cool. I remember that's like one of my like core memories as a little kid actually yeah. is like seeing that and I just remember being blown away by watching the dude 
like they had the quick draw contest at the top, and then the bad guy fell off, and yeah, you know they're diving into well, the it's pool. Ki- it's kind of like uh, Chelsea and I got to go to Disneyland right around the year two thousand, I want to say, and like we did Pirates of the Caribbean before they had done the movies, but you like see these cannonball explosions in the water right really? beside you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was really neat. We got to do Indiana Jones, you and know, have or the, the giant boulder chasing yeah, you, and chasing shit. you and really? stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I never went to like Disneyland or Universal Studios or like the most I ever went to was like Six Flags in Denver. So, do you know why Disney World exists? Oh no. So when Disneyland came first, and um, Walt Disney bought the land that he needed, but he didn't buy any additional land, so he never had any room to expand. And so when he went to why make, why couldn't he just buy the shit around him? I don't know, the people who had it weren't willing to sell. I'm not sure. But when he made Disney World, he just bought a bunch of fucking Everglade Bayou shit that had no one there. And they still have acres and acres of land they haven't even touched around Disney uh, World. So so they can keep on. Yeah, ex- they can just keep. They can keep making it bigger. Dude, it even takes you like a week to get through the Wizarding World, and I want to. Right. Well, yeah, you can't absorb everything. That's like going to Mile High Comics. And expecting to be there an hour and look, take everything. Oh my god, it's insane! It's great. You could spend a week there just looking through their comics. Yeah, you really could. Honestly, you totally could. Yeah. Like I went in there thinking that too. I'm like, oh, we'll spend it. We'll be here an hour or two. It'll be. And I, I was just so overwhelmed by that place. It's. It was crazy. I was there for a good few hours. I remember, you know, me and Vince went in there and I was like, dude, you're going to lose me for a while. I was like, I'm sorry. (laughs) But even you were probably interested in a bunch of shit that you saw. Oh, hell yeah. And I was on a mission, too. There was a few comics I was looking for. Yeah, we were on the hunt for some stuff, too. So it it was a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 Well, we should probably wrap this up. I'm going to have to turn this into two episodes. Uh, Maybe. We went went for two hours. Well, the website only... Allows uh, so much for an upload, so it's all good. It'll be. I can only fit so much of me in. Yeah, and <laughs> like I said, you gotta compress by the, end. the data. Like we're sending it back in time. Oh, oh. came full circle. <laughs> Get the curved black hole, Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say maybe I could whoop up some Daru shit. I don't know <laughs> if I was pushing the limit. Hack, he was do something. Yeah, come on, hack. <laughs> So next episode, uh, I guess we'll get Sean if we can, and then we'll do a Blade Runner. Yeah. Make sure you watch it. Episode. Don't be lazy. I know we're like (laughs) veering way off. This is supposed to be the anime show, but fuck it. Yeah, but fuck it. Chuck it in the fuck it bucket. Well, is that something that Bill would want to do as well, you know? Yeah, he probably would. Maybe, Maybe we should. I don't know. You can always run and buy he him might, see he if might, he's interested. He might get upset about that, actually, now that you mention it. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I, w- yeah. I, w- I want the world to see me <laughs> Are on you YouTube. Gay? Yeah. Well, I was going to yeah. say, yeah, maybe we could do a kind of bigger group for that um, on the main show. Well, in Bill's the problem is, is, is we always only have four mic inputs. Right. Uh, so even on the other mixer, we only got four. I did see one that has like six, but I don't need to be spinning. 
crazy money. I, I was gonna say I I I honestly would be okay with being the next to bow out because I would say probably out of everybody's interest level, I'd say Sean and Bill probably are more into Blade Runner than we should I do am. that on the main show yeah. next episode. Yeah, me, you, you, Bill, Sean, and Scott, and then we can just continue with steins gate or do you guys got anything else in mind like something maybe we could take a break from steins gate and we can um so i think that especially since she hasn't seen it another anime that covers loneliness and being isolated and also has a strong emotional impact is cowboy bebop oh yeah i, I think totes. you would like or or trigun either one Right. I think you would love Trigun too. They're both sad. I will admit they both are sad. So just And these are these are like quintessential animes, so these are really old. Like they are They're nineties. The stuff that yeah. you know made it to America first. So you had Akira, which yep. was the big thing that really brought anime to, to America. Yeah, and that and, was late eighties. And, and they were doing like a movie like they would bring movies over and stuff. Uh Ninja Scroll, have you seen that? I have not. Yeah, that uh, that's movie we should cover because honestly, it's really. Amazing. I mean, one I would nerd out to cover is Neon Genesis Evangelion. Well, that too, or even I mean, there's plenty of incredible shows that we could cover. I had another I- suggestion too, that I think Scotty would be down with, and I know I have watched, uh, not to the extent that he has, but a little bit of it. Um, and I think you and Chelsea have seen very minimal, maybe, but Yu Yu Hakusho. I've seen quite a bit of it. I've seen, okay, I'd maybe be the guy that was on the, you know, behind everybody on that. I definitely saw about it. But here's the thing. When I, it was something that always caught my eye, but I had limited money when I was growing up and all my money went into watching dragon ball and buying the next vhs right right so it was hard for me to just go watch you know yu yu haka show and shit and i always wanted to see shit mm-hmm. unedited too or mm-hmm. uncut and right. a lot of times you would get like the edited version on cartoon network or whatever back then so yeah i mm-hmm. bought yu haka show on blu-ray soon as they it's, started releasing it's something them. the dark tournament Mm-hmm. Is something that always really caught my eye. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't know it at the time, but I was just really into shonen. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I didn't know how to define that because I didn't know the word. Well, yeah. It, I was just like, oh, Dragon Ball and like stuff like that, tournaments and, yeah. you know, people fighting. I really love that. So, well, and right. see, I do love Dragon Ball Z, but I, I love you, Hakusho, more. Really? Yes. Where I might differ from him on that, and that's, but I will that's totally say fine. it's a very, very good shonen, though. And I, it's very close for me. It's not it's not like by a wide margin, I feel like. It's just me, a it's, preference yeah. thing. It's not at all any like suggestion that DBZ is inferior in any way. It's just, it's a bit different. Um, I will say, though, I do think it has some better villains insofar as them being more nuanced, having actual motivation that isn't just bloodlust or, yeah. you know, 
like once you understand why younger Tagoro did what he did, you're like, oh man, this kind of oh, I, I don't know how to you're feel. You're just a super <laughs> character driven. Oh yeah, I'm audience. the same way. I'm I'm very much too. about a great characters. character can redeem a bad setting and a bad plot. One thing I, I will say though about Yu Yu is, if you like Dragon Ball Z, you will like that. Oh yeah, you know it's, what I mean. It's one of those things where undeniably i haven't really met many people that are into dbz or uu and they don't like the other you know what i mean yeah okay. and um the same the mangaka who wrote you hawk show eventually did hunter x hunter and and hunter x hunter i've had, heard that's incredible too it is uh and uh, naruto lifted a ton of shit off it anyway yeah. uh, well naruto is <laughs> great too dude like, uh, it is i'm just saying that there's no denying that it it had an, uh an influence that others other shonens later took on i would agree with that too though yeah I, i'm sure they all build off of each other though uh, they you know do what I they mean? do like, so the show that happens after the one that the people were fans of gets a little better like you know it's, oh, yeah. it's just evolution of things and like so the way everything builds off the tolkien formula you know what i mean without uh lord of the rings and the way that he wrote we wouldn't have a lot of the things that we have now like harry potter and uh probably stories that you wouldn't even think are star wars yeah are influenced by that uh, you know what i mean so yeah i think it's all good like oh yeah it's all about it's like wine it's like people try to be a connoisseur but it's really all about what do you enjoy Right. Well, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, that's why I can say I like Yu Hakusho more than Dragon Ball Z, but by a very close margin, because I love Vegeta. I think Vegeta is one of the best shonen characters out there. Yeah. His character arc is probably one of the best. Yeah, it's beautiful. Period. It's great. It really is. And we talked about it on older episodes of this. Some of our best TikToks came from talking about Vegeta up to the point of him sacrificing himself against Majin Buu. Yep. Yeah. And just his motivation for being better and like just the, the way he carries knowing all this like that pride of his entire race and shit like right. that. Right. And you know? and he seems like an arrogant prick, but then you look deeper into it and then you go, "Oh, this guy is literally carrying like you said, the weight and pride of his entire race. And, and then probably he, even guilt, too. Yes. Yeah. And, and you know, he's... I mean, it's fucking the dopest story arc, period. Yeah. I'm glad Akira Toriyama way, did what he did with him. All the way up to him accepting Goku as a friend mm-hmm. and putting all of his trust into him at the very end of the Tournament of Power. Yeah. But, like we said, this is the end of this episode. We'll figure out what we're going to cover on the next one. We'll get there. We'll leave it up in the air, like, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> send us offense. All righty, guys. Well, at the beginning of the first episode, like Mike said, check out our YouTube channel of the main podcast. You'll see my wife, Sean. A few episodes Your of Scott. Your wife, Sean? <laughs> yeah, my wife Sean. Yeah, <laughs> Sean Jackson, DJ Nike is my wife now. Yep. It's it's. He, so he's you're he, the top. That's pretty cool. He's my side piece. But um, we also have our TikTok channel. Check that out. Um, some good stuff from the main show on there, as well as Dragon D's Balls. Also, like Mike was saying. And yeah, check out the ComicZonePodcast.com. 
if that's all right, or is no, it just a comic just, zone? Just the comic zone. Just the com- comic zone. But on running. YouTube, it is the comic zone podcast. Yeah, yeah that's where I fuck them up. No, but you're, no, you're good. <laughs> check them out, guys. Thank you for listening to us babble on about Steins Gate. Sweet. Well, barely. Yeah, yeah barely. this episode is more or less just <laughs> bullshit. But barely. Hey. But that's the end of the music. Oh, fuck. We always do this. I know. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, Bye. guys.